pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left Live on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. You are listening to One Life Left. We are a radio show about video games. Yeah, you were singing, weren't singing you? Singing the theme. Ten years in, still as catchy as ever. It's not quite ten years yet, Simon. Okay, so what? So then it will fade out. I won't like it You'll see. So uh, for an hour, we're going to be talking about video games. We're going to be bringing you video game news, video game features, video game reviews, and some video game music. Chip tune. Chip chim. Chip chim. We're all raising what? a sherry. Yeah, how are right we doing? Um, it's been a while, isn't it? Uh, uh, we've all been away. You, uh, you went have. to Finland, didn't you? I did have. I, I, I had a good time in Finland. We, so we bunked off and we put, played that, that one that Anne did. Yeah, yep. that one. Right. Uh, then you were away. I was, I've been away. Uh, what, what were you doing in Finland? I was doing some lecturing. Okay. And another thing. Good. Who are you lecturing to? Uh, uh, various people. The Finns. <laughs> the whole country. They all gathered around. He just stands on a mountain and goes, Finland. Hey, Finland. Right. Uh, and Good. another thing. Good time? Uh, it was great. It's, uh, I love Finland. It's a lovely country. Never uh, been, Steve. Never really? been. Maybe I could carry your bags next time. Finland should invite us over for Marioki, shouldn't they? Marioki. Mm. You right, Anne? Yeah, I am. What great, did you do with your week you. off? Uh... Well, no, because last week we were in. I mean, no, we've already we, we've already gone over our week off. Oh, okay, I'm sorry right. if you didn't tune in. I didn't listen actually because you didn't have a guest. Did you just just the three of you? Uh, ah, <laughs> this is awkward. Did well, you? Well, you had Pippa in, didn't you? Yeah. She's not a guest now, is she? Well, I thought she'd be sort of hosting. She, no. Sorry, so, a, so, so it you was want a very special show. Okay. Good, good, good. So I'll leave you to it more often. Place you that quickly. Okay. Easy. We do try frequently. Right, yeah. Was she any good? She was great. We had some <laughs> Obviously good not. Chats. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get through a probation. Yeah. Ah oh, well. Ah oh, well. Happens to no, the best she's, of us. Um, uh, we were talking about uh, League of Legends: The World being on BBC Three. Um, she was on it. Was she? Yeah. That's great for Pip. Um, I'm. I think a lot of people are making more of a deal out of this than than sort of needs to be because it's n- it's not on BBC Three, is it? It's on the BBC Three website, and you could always but watch. That Le- is BBC Three. Is it? That's what BBC Three is, is going to be when they show oh, it. Down, that's be. what it's going to be. It hasn't transitioned to that yet, okay. but that's the. It's, it, it is transitioning. That's what's happening. Yeah. It's yeah, becoming right. a... TV on the internet. Yeah, They'll never catch up. So. Well, people watching things. <laughs> <laughs> See, but, uh, but but the thing I didn't quite understand was that um, you've been able to watch League of Legends on the internet for a long yeah, time. Now it's got an ident branding in the corner. Pip on it. Legitimised, Fair enough. We could, we could uh, put the BBC Three logo on our show on YouTube. Then we'd be on BBC no. Three too. We do fund the BBC, don't we? Uh, yes. Uh, good. Um, thankfully, it's not just the three of us in the studio this evening. Otherwise, that could get quite tedious quite quickly. Uh, it's Kerry Turner. Hello. Who started Make Play Code. Yes. 
How are you? I'm really good. Thank, Thank you, you very much for coming on. We've been rubbish in trying to in, tra- in organising this, haven't we? You have actually. <laughs> no, no, we really have, haven't we? It's really? been um, <laughs> embarrassing. It's been embarrassing. The other thing is, uh, should I say this? Should I say this? Uh, I forgot. I, you were double booked as well. I <laughs> no, and not that we booked you twice. Uh, there was going to be somebody else coming in today. Fortunately, oh, oh again, Goodness. you did this like a month ago. Did we? Yeah, yeah, I know. I moved them on. I moved them on anyway. Tonight, Honestly, so. we should get HR on this. We need some system of organising... It's almost like we've got a calendar. We did have a guest we did spreadsheet, s- didn't we? Next week we've got uh, <laughs> Stefano Petrullo, who's oh. coming on. He sent me an email going, what am I going to be doing? <laughs> so I've, not, I've not replied to him either, Kerry. You'd be pleased to know. Uh, you had a bit of a stressful journey here, did you? Um, I got on the wrong train, okay. yeah. And then I sat there and they announced it was the train to Portsmouth Harbour and I thought, Ooh. how long can I legitimately leave it? So that I don't miss my real train, but I also don't look like I just realised I was on the train to Portsmouth oh, Harbour. Yes, yeah. yes. How long did you leave it? I left it about a second. I totally okay. bottled it. Yeah. <laughs> they are still laughing. Uh, something that uh, are we going to be laughing during the news, Anne? I hope so. I think that there's well, maybe not actually. Okay. I don't know if there are any major lols. <laughs> well, let's find out. <laughs> on Monday the 19th of October. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Nintendo has started sending out developer kits for its new NX console. That's according to a report by the Wall Street Journal, which means it must be true and important. A source said that the kit contains a mobile unit that could either be used in conjunction with the console or taken on the road for separate use. It will also use industry-leading chips, brackets non-edible, after developers claimed that the Wii U was a bit rubbish compared to its rivals. It's thought Nintendo will announce the console in 2016, ready for release in time for Christmas 2016. Why don't we just skip Christmas 2015 and get 2016 for the good stuff? So, Simon, the Hi. Wii U brought you back on board with Did, Nintendo, yeah. didn't it? It's funny, you know, that it's still got this reputation for not being um, a powerful console, but it is beautiful when it gets going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Kart is absolutely... I don't know... Yeah, I don't well, know you why don't need a powerful console for those kind of aesthetics, do you? I don't know. I've got a Wii U. You make games. I do. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, not on Wii U currently, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, the, I don't know anything about the NX, even if it's if it's actually called that. Um, I got yeah, back. <laughs> that's just a name, isn't it? It could be, you know, they'll tell us what the real name is at some point. Well, the N64 didn't wasn't called Dolphin, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The GameCube wasn't called Revolution, was it? What do you think they're actually going to call it then? I don't know. No, I, I don't know. What's the pattern? We. Dol- uh, Wii U. We, we, you. We, you are. <laughs> Maybe the US <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to go for. Yeah. Um, so I, I was reading about this today. The, the the article, the Wall Street Journal article, didn't seem to be quite as definite about what was in these dev kits as you have been there. I just feel like if you can't have courage in your own convictions, then <laughs> what can you have? Okay. And whose who's convictions are you using this evening? Uh, you're a gamer's. Yeah. If you can't have courage in your gamer's convictions, then right. Uh, we're excited about this though. New new ways to play again. I mean, that, what, what Anne's described there doesn't sound like a new way to play. It sounds like playing on your cell phone and playing on your console. But aren't you going to be able to... Isn't the theory you're going to be able to plug it in? Right. And sort of, like, pick your games up and go with them? But that's not different to, like, the, the Sony's, um, you know, cross-share of your save games or whatever they call that. You can take cross your... Cross-save. Cross-save, sorry. It. And it's, uh, it's not different from the Dreamcast VMU when you had little mini-games that you take with you. It doesn't seem very different to me at all, if that's what it is. But I don't know. It said uh, one of the bits in that Wall Street Journal article said there might be a scroll wheel in it. Like, well, Shut this changes up. everything. Shut up. <laughs> no, but I think the idea, you know, know. like, uh, for example, using Mario right. Kart as an example. Okay, um, please do. You've got to buy Mario Kart 7 on uh-huh. the 3DS yep. and 8 on the Wii U. Right. Imagine if you didn't have to do that. You just bought one. Sounds like seven, the Vita. And then 8 when that comes out. Okay. And then, and you, then you could just play it wherever you are. Dream life. Right. Doesn't that sound nice, Anne? It sounds lovely. When we're all on a holiday together, <laughs> like Steve was talking about earlier. I was talking about it We can all just do that. If you've got any suggestions listeners on where we should go on holiday together let us know at team at one life left.com 
there has been more crime committed in StarCraft, with a bunch of StarCraft 2 pros being arrested in South Korea over alleged match-fixing and illegal betting. Five games were investigated and found to have been fixed, and four of the individuals involved were named. The Korean eSports Association, Kespa, has banned Gerard, the head, head coach of Prime, and player Yoda for, for life and permanently suspended their licenses. Kespa has apologised and said it is working with the authorities. I was at a party uh, the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, where I was talking to some people who didn't know I knew anything about video games. So I took that opportunity to uh, pretend I knew nothing about video games, which was excellent. Right. Someone was telling me at length about StarCraft. Uh, he said, Oh, you know, I play a lot of StarCraft. And I said, What's StarCraft? Is it like Minecraft, but Very with good. stars? Very good. And he uh, said, No. Uh, and I. Um, he then proceeded to describe it to me. I said, oh, so it's like Minecraft, but with spaceships. Okay. He said, no, 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 that's not at all. By the end of it, uh, he said I was being mean, and he left. Right, sounds like a great party. <laughs> what was the other topics of conversation? Uh, <laughs> Warcraft. <laughs> I said, is it like Minecraft, but with wars? And I was going down a storm that evening. Um, I feel about this story a bit like I felt like when I was working on DJ Hero, which was having transitioned from working on the Guitar Hero games, mm-hmm. uh, which was an an area I felt entirely comfortable, you know, uh, you know the, the devil's horns with your yeah, fingers, and, exactly, um, to just a bunch of names of things that I weren't sure whether they were nouns or adjectives <laughs> or who these people were, you know, or whether they you were you were ill. Uh, yeah, what? Well, so what you Ke- know? Who's Kesper? What you? I told you, it's the Korean Esports Association. I oh, sorry, said it. What was the name of the Gerard? Was, Gerard Yoda. Yoda. That was what. Uh, yeah. Because we were working with DJ Yoda. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, yeah, no, all about that. Well, the thing about uh, esports is obviously uh, the reason why we want to get into them is the money. Money, of course, exactly. You can and win the parties, big, and the of course. Have you been reading about that? Have you? No. The man um, at the. Mm. Um, I, again, I try not. I, well, sorry. Do I try not to pay much attention? I don't know. It just seems to. It just. I, I see this stuff happening, uh, and it's like peering through the rain. I think like people going, oh. There was a big event at Wembley Arena, right? Wasn't there mm. over the weekend? Was it Worlds? The Worlds quarterfinals. That's what we were talking about. Worlds on BBC Three. Okay, um, but when they all start sort of talking about this, I just—I mean, I see it happening. I don't mute or unfollow them yet. Getting close to it, um, but yeah, I yeah, just what? But it is like there is a lot of money knocking around. I don't it? think it's yeah. You you don't think it's news, do you? I'm not sure it's for me. That's fine. There are there are other listeners. <laughs> <laughs> has found that a placebo response can alter your experience of games. The investigation by Professor Paul Cairns from the University of York tested a group of people playing Don't Starve. On the first play, they were told the map would be randomly generated, and on the second play, their map would be changed to match their behaviour and skills by an adaptive AI. None of the players thought the game was the same both times, with some thinking the AI made the map safer, some thinking it made it more immersive, and some thinking it made it easier. It was, of course, the same randomly generated maps all along. I have something to say about this. Okay, I mean, so, really so, about this. Okay, go on. I, I've got, I've got okay, an opinion. Well, we can bring. Kerry, are you going we... to get an opinion on this as well? Um, I'm going to listen to Steve's okay, and then yeah. take it from there. Yeah. Good. So this isn't really an opinion. So you're not going to listen to mine. Well, you're going to bring it back okay, to the no, subject sorry. of the. Oh, okay. Firstly, I'm going to derail okay, the conversation. Cool, 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 then you're going to bring bring it back, yep. and then Carrie will gotcha. chip in cool. with some insight. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. So I went to the University of York. Doddy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I went to the University of York and the other day got a bulletin that the head of Twitter or the manager of Twitter was uh, speaking there. How does he smell? Right. She, sexist. So... Guess who's introducing she, her? She sells sex. She smells sexist. <laughs> I'm not sure you're allowed to say. Guess. Guess who's introducing her? You. you. Who do we know from York? Charles. Charles Cecil. Charlie. No. She's being introduced by Charles Cecil. Is she. I thought Is that's she? interesting. Um, uh, and that's. We it. should get our. Um, she's head of Twitter. Something of Twitter. Oh, okay. That you've just failed some sort of test, haven't you? What? The, but, the remembering what she is test. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have failed that. You're right. I'm going to look it up while you bring this back well, to... Well, my opinion about this story, I, this made me furious. Did it? Well, because, of course, all these people did was go, they were told that something was happening, and they were going, what did you think of that thing that was happening? And they just went, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I seem to be doing this. And you're like, right, that doesn't prove anything. Are you sure it doesn't prove anything? It absolutely does not prove anything. Because if they'd have been having, if they'd have had exactly the same experience having not been told, you, you could have. Well, it's procedurally generated, isn't it? So it's your, it's, it, who knows what the game was. So do you think it's coincidence? Every, so you think those things actually well, they had an to them, opinion. But it was just coincidence. Well, that they had a different a experience. Game, a procedurally generated game, something like Don't Starve. If you play one game, yeah. your next game is going to be different from it yeah. in a form, in yeah. a way. But they were it would be harder or easier. But they were told that it would be uh, like made specific to them, and they believed that. Well, what? Somebody lied to them. <laughs> People believe. Oh, when you somebody they trusted when they're going, all going to do an experiment, and like, yeah, yeah, um, this is what this is doing now. It's reading your mind. They're like, oh yeah, read mind. Yeah, ha, I'm going to go and tell Kotaku about this. So you don't think there's any truth in it, or do you think I, there's too much truth in it? It's just a bit obvious. I just think so. What? <laughs> It's just... You should go to York University. Turn up at that man's Charles door and say... Charles take care of that for me. So what? We went, actually, went to York University. I went to York University with Steve. Mm, they didn't remember actually. me. <laughs> we actually. We went, we went into the student union uh, drinking with children. <laughs> Kerry, what, uh, Kerry, what are your thoughts? Uh, I went to a party at York University once. Okay, was Charles right. Cecil there? Uh, no, he wasn't. Interesting. No. <laughs> um, you just couldn't see him. LAUGHTER <laughs> um, I think they were being polite. Well, exactly. And I think it indicates that people are polite. Exactly. I'd be polite if somebody told me that. I agree. I'd just make something up. 21 people were polite. Yeah, that's great news. I think we should celebrate. (laughs) That is great news. Thank you. Warhammer 40k Death Watch has some weird pricing going on. The game was originally released on iOS for £2.29, but the Steam version of the game, which was released last week, is on sale for £18.99. UK developer Rodeo explained that the pricing is all down to what people expect to pay for an iOS game. He said, We really wanted to put Death Watch iOS on sale at a premium price, as that's what we feel it's worth. However, knowing that the audience wouldn't buy it like that, we had to chop the game up and put in-app purchases for the card packs and having a lower entry price your news stories are quite long they are long they are are quite long um and the problem with that is that while you were reading that out steve uh wanted to show me something on the internet so you didn't hear the story (laughs) no so what were the prices uh two pounds 29 okay but they were 18 pounds 99 it is quite a gap isn't it that's quite newsworthy isn't it (laughs) imagine (laughs) okay uh, how's it going for them then uh well it's only been out uh less than a week i think so it's the the fact they haven't said how it's going then well, I yeah, guess yeah but that news story is from earlier in the week didn't um, Downwell it. fund in three days that's what they said today is that true that's what it said oh. I don't know Have you, well, if I believe it is Kotaku going to write a story about me <laughs> <laughs> have you played Downwell no I'm looking forward to it have you played it I haven't played it yet okay. it looks good though it does look good doesn't it yeah yeah hmm. is there a new story about that nope okay <laughs> just checking good Finally, first it was goats and now it's Gabe Newell. There's a new simulator out on Steam and this time you get to play as Gabe Newell, boss of Valve, owner of Steam. Video games are finally eating themselves. In Gabe Newell Simulator, you get to announce Half-Life 3, then shoot aliens that have been sent to the office by rival game companies fearful of bankruptcy, then visit Valve's space station. Of course, it's basically quite surprising that this isn't an April Fool. Steam Simulator. Mm. That would be that would do well if you made Steam Simulator on Steam. Yeah. Like where you have a library of games yeah. that are mounting up and somehow you've got to play them all and play through them. and Well, you could have... Um, they'd be stored as strings, wouldn't they, those names? They would, probably in, a, in an array. In an array with maybe. Um, variables next to them. Yep. About what number they are at. And when something happened, like bad or good, you could make the screen shake. You could, by introducing could a screen shake object. Just objects. use a screen shake yeah. You use objects. I create a screen shape object, and whilst it's there, the screen is shaking, then I get rid of it because it's a variable shake, Steve. Variable. I, I call screen shake screen shake function. Well, I have to write my own, don't I? And that's, for me, it's more satisfying. Uh, I don't have to write my own. I just sort of... <laughs> just, just get it from the asset just, store. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Simon and I were just talking about shop. There. Game dev. Yeah, just game dev shop. <laughs> Do these, um, I've never played any of these simulator games. Do they, do they generally pastiche their subject? Then, because that isn't like that's not how Gabe Newell lives. I bet. 
Do you bet, though? Oh, actually, does he? What an idiot, you believe that? We've never had Gabe on the show, have we? No. We should try. We should make that happen at GDC, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Let's do that. Let's reach Wait, is it an option in the Gabe Newell simulator? What, go on One Life Left. On one life left. Yeah. It should be, shouldn't it? it? Should be. Maybe there's an add-on pack, DLC. $18.99. See, it's all coming together. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. One Life Left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, and Anne has a very funny story about giving people. (laughs) Who was it then? Who was it? I I think this is probably best for Offet. Not really games related, is it? What was. I don't know. Was this this person. No. No. What was the text about? (laughs) No. No. Anyway, my mum wants to know how big I want my blanket. As uh, Kerry said, the bigger the better. The bigger the better, mum. Is she listening? I hope so. She used to, didn't she? She did. This is Get Shores and Nessie. It is from chipmusic.org. You can download all of the music we play on the show from there. Uh, you should go visit. A little taster of it there. Thanks. Uh, I didn't write it. It was, it was you picked that it, other Steve, person. You, get, you curated it. Uh, yeah, curated. Curated. Thanks. Ten years in, nine and a half years in, it still makes me feel like a professional DJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There we go. Uh, so we're One Life Left. We're a radio show about video games. We've been a radio show about video games for ages. We were almost an award-winning almost, radio right? show so close to about the stage. video games. So, so close. close to the stage. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that a bit later in the show, because right now, it's the guest segment. Smooth. Kerry. Hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, so glad to have you on. Um, tell us about Make Play Code. I mean, obviously I know all about it, but... Okay. Um, Make Play Code is something that I started uh, at the end of last year and um, there are a couple of other people on the team with me now and we teach women to make video games in Brighton and London. Okay. What what prompted this? Why did you start this up? Oh, God. Um, just all that... Uh, all the awful, depressing stuff last year, basically. I, Still rumbling on. Yeah, and I sort of, I tried to turn that into something positive, and I thought, what, what, what can I do? So um, it's like that movie, The Ring. Um, <laughs> like once you've seen the video, you're cursed unless okay, you pass it on yeah, and get someone yeah. else. To, so this is my escape from the video games industry. Um, I train up enough unassuming young women to take my place and I can finally retire and escape. Excellent. Uh, how many have you run so far? Um, we're just starting our third term in okay. Brighton now. Uh, so the course lasts? It's a six-week course. It's one evening a week and some homework. Um, and the course we're running, that we've been running this year, that we're about to start another one on, is uh, making games with Unity, but uh, we're looking at maybe teaching other things as well, like maybe some 3D modelling or something like that in the future. What sort of people have you had on the course? All sorts of people, actually. Um, but we've had a few people who already work in games and want to know a bit more about the technical side of things. So we've had like uh, producers or graphic artists or designers who want to know a bit of programming just to get by. Um, but it, it's not just vocational at all. Um, and we make a big thing of that, that... Um, it's for people who are interested in a new creative hobby or it's for people who are interested in 
work skills, I suppose, or just like a creative medium that they haven't explored yet. It's really aimed at anyone who's interested at all. Have you... um People from outside the industry suddenly have access to the sort of tools um, that the pros are using. Uh, have they taken a sort of different approach to game making? Have you seen some sort of different ideas, or what? What's it like seeing that that new perspective on video games from people that haven't been conditioned or ruined by them already? <laughs> I, I, I do. It is super interesting uh, when when people work with these tools who aren't necessarily from a professional background um you, you do see like unconventional uses of it but that's good that's like you know if somebody picks up a guitar they can still make an interesting noise with it even if they haven't studied it classically um similar i guess people making an interesting noise with it which i like but there are more and more people producing um beginner level tools and tutorials or um things on the asset store so that you don't necessarily need to know an awful lot about programming you can just grab this thing that makes things walk and this thing that will handle you know showing and hiding text for you so you can create simple games out of these modular lego type components that way why did you pick unity Uh, i i work with it i've been i've been making games with unity um professionally and and for myself for the past few years uh and i think it's a really good tool for beginners i'm, uh, I'm i have to admit i am because i've been trying to get you on the show for ages but uh i was looking into it i was like really annoyed that i can't go on this on this course <laughs> can i stay legally maybe the boat both of us i could sit on your shoulders and we could wear a wear a lovely dress <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think it's really not. You know, I, um, in a world where, uh, particularly with Unity and um, uh, the and the software I use, uh, I'm using currently Game Maker. Um, the uh, there are tons and tons of uh, tutorials and online as uh, videos and sort of online things to follow. And that's great and books and and all that sort of stuff. But the idea of sort of going into a classroom, and I think with uh, like once a week, yeah, sounds sounds really brilliant and. Uh, yeah, I'd, it's um, yeah. I was just was quite frustrated Anne, that I couldn't. Uh, oh, we could send Anne on the course, and she could secretly film it. Well, this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think I should wear a big flower with a, a camera in it? Anne, are you going to go on? Uh, are you going to go on this course? I would like to. You, you do, should. You do them in London as um, well. We're just trying to sort out a venue and stuff for our first London one, actually. So it would be good, wouldn't it, if mm. I did that? I think it'd be excellent. I think you'd really enjoy it. Well, yeah, I mean, and then I could finally get in on what you're all talking about Sorry. when you talk about dev. There arrays. Are... Arrays, yeah. I don't even know what... We don't even do arrays, I'm afraid. You just buy it from the asset store, do you? You just buy an array. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There are a few of these courts. So there's Decoded, uh, that I see out and about. I I think they use the building that I'm in uh, irregularly. They are. I'm in it every day. Um, Yeah, it's it's good to see, I think. Um, It's uh, the more that people roll their sleeves up and get involved and just uh, what I really like about it is how immediate the results can be and Mm -hmm. you can, you know, I'm sure what what's what sort of level do you leave them at then um the idea is um i guess i always end up using like a craft course and fabric craft analogies for this sort of thing but it's a bit like if you went on a sort of sew your own skirt course um and at the end of it you'll have you'll have made a skirt you've been following the same pattern as everybody else there and you'll have picked the color and the fabric and the buttons it'd be the same skirt as everyone else in a sense but be your customized one but you'll know a bit more about it you won't be able to set up shop and be a tailor but you'll be like oh i know what the hem is now or i know how you attach a button or when this comes loose i know the name for it so i know how to google it just leaving people like competent beginners who can sort of keep learning on their own for me i think the most important thing about it is smashing the mystique yes super important yes yes because you you emerge from the course you know you've made the skirt and you're like okay well now i can go and make something else i feel competent and even if you don't know exactly the steps to do that and it's no longer intimidating it's no longer this alien landscape where you know nothing about it uh you've made something in that world and you feel capable of making something Mm -hmm. else yeah um that's why i think it's so important and uh, that's a big part of uh, the, the way the course is structured so that at the end of it you have a finished project like at the moment we teach you to make a sort of short 3d exploration game where you can collect a thing and open another thing with it um and i think a, a lot of other courses um god this is where i start 
talking smack about other people's courses, but um, there are a lot of these courses that are like, learn Ruby or whatever, and you're like, why? What can I do with Ruby? What Mm -hmm. will I have at the end of it? And this, you come away and you go, I made that game. What the hell is Ruby? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) How how, how frequent are are these courses at the moment? Uh, We're sort of doing them every three months or so, and they last for six weeks what's, and what's the best way to uh, register our interest uh, and interest <laughs> we, we have a website okay. that's makeplaycode.com uh, and we're on twitter at makeplaycode uh, and if you sign up there there's a newsletter that I send out when I remember uh, <laughs> and you can get tickets through that great thank you hello I'm Sega Badawi And welcome to One Life Left, local news. Local doctors, surgeons and nurses have all gone on a march to protest about the government's proposals for the health profession. They are angry that they are being asked to work additional hours on top of the extremely long hours that they currently work. Derek Stiles, who works as a surgeon at a local trauma centre, said, Even with my ability to slow time down in order to help with my operations... I still feel rather rushed at times and a break would be useful. Possibly even a quick save option. But the government just wants us to work harder and harder. For instance, one of my colleagues had to disarm a bomb as they felt his knife skills would be useful. It's just preposterous. If things don't get sorted out soon, I'll just join a boy band like my brother Harry Styles. Good luck to all involved in the march. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Thank you very much for your emails this week, team. Uh, It's been great to hear from you. Um, I forgot to print them out, though. So we're reading them off our phone and I almost just replied to this one (laughs) (laughs) on air. It's from Robert Wells. He says, hello team. Hello, super special guest. I was at the clothing party for the recent Ladybird by Design exhibition at the House of Illustration. It was wonderful watching scores of people walk up to a cabinet of Ladybird books and say the same thing. I had that one when I was a kid. However, they all said it about different books. It got me thinking about retro gaming nostalgia. It seems to me that it's the odd shoddy games that have lodged in my brain that provoke that spark of remembrance. Manic Minor may be a classic, but I can still sing the theme tune to Everyone's a Wally. What's that game that makes you say I had that one when I was a kid? Pip Pip Robert. Um, I know my one. Go on, Anne. Uh, it was Repton. And it was one that me, an excellent game. me and my brother used to play it. And uh, one Christmas we were talking about um, games and things and we were, we both remembered that game. And uh, So we set to finding out what on earth it was called, found it and then I downloaded it. Uh, there's like um, an iOS version of it. Not as good as I remembered, but that's sort of the point, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Repton, excellent. Kerry? Um, the one that pops into my mind is a game called Rodland. I had that on the oh, Amiga. Where you're like such a good version of it as pink well. pink and blue-haired fairies and you such just whack rabbits version. to death with your wands. Me and my sister played that for hours. Okay, perfect. Someone yeah. would have said in a, in a review in a terrible uh, 90s magazine. Uh, <laughs> Simon. Would have been on the uh, box. It was good, Rodland, though. No, definitely. Mm. I went through a stage um, after I visited the uh, excellent National Video Game Arcade um, earlier in the year. Was it this year? I guess it must have been. Uh, I, I was so impressed with uh, their collection of games I ended up spending a fortune on eBay. So I bought Astro Wars. Do you remember that, Anne? Nope. For your time, it was the um, handheld version of uh, Galaxian. I bought the Scramble Grandstand handheld game as well. That was hard. Like, nothing like Scramble, actually. Uh, but my favourite one was a game called Electronic Detective, um, which was a murder mystery whodunit Uh Every game was different. Thousand possibilities. So I guess a thousand games were different. Uh, you played with pen and paper, and I bought that at thirty pounds. Great. Did they tell you that it was different, or did they? Tell on the you box, it was they did. Yeah. Procedurally generated. Yeah. Game on the BBC Micro called Ghouls, Ghouls. which I just had to Google because I couldn't remember the name of it. Uh, you typed Googled Ghouls into no, Resonance's computer. No, because I couldn't Ghouls. remember that part of it. Okay. So, so what did you type in? BBC Micro platform ghost game. Okay. Side on platformer where you uh, play what amounts to a side on Pac-Man with legs and collect dots, and it's a really really tough 
uh, platform game, but I, I used to it have clients. Uh, I don't know. I've researched that now. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, it stuck with me, even though it wasn't great. It was a game that I put many, many, many hours into. Also, uh, when I kept, made my comeback to video games in... Um, uh, when I bought my comeback. triumphant comeback when I bought a PlayStation and um, Jamalami. I also bought a game called uh, Tank Racer, uh, which was just a game where you race tanks oh, around. She used to play it all the time. And also Running Wild, uh, where you play anthropomor- anthropomorphic animals uh, who run. It's a running racing game. Um, yeah, weird games that no one else has heard of, but I used to play it all the time. Anne? Uh, dear team and SG slash SSGs, I'm assuming that by this point in the show there will have been some quantities of time spent discussing the various failings and shortfalls in voting systems that exist already. So, accepting that peer review doesn't work and knowing as we do that democracy is well below a 7 out of 10, do the team believe that it is now time to go totalitarian in time for the end of year awards lists? From Jamie first. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, yes, Jamie, alluding there to something we'll be talking about later in the show, of course, the GMAs. But we we uh, have had some in-house discussions about maybe next year organising our own award show. We have, yeah. If you can't win them, organise them. That's what we say. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk a bit about that in a bit. Uh, Lawrence Weir writes, Dear team and SSG, in five months I will hopefully become a father. I shall probably alter my immediate priorities away from my PS4. Therefore, as I scrape the bottom of the Batman Arkham Knight content and collect endless Riddler trophies, strange questions flash through my mind. Am I having fun? Should I be doing something more useful? Am I that bothered about seeing this teased special ending when I could just look it up on YouTube? Am I trying to restore order to a simulated world as my own is becoming more complicated and disordered? Last time I did this, Assassin's Creed 2, to 100% completion, I was so fed up I didn't play my console again for two years. I think I want this to happen again. If you had my kind of deadline to work to, would you do the same? Love the show, Lawrence. I don't think I would, no. I'd be playing as many different games as I can, seeing as though you're never going to play them again. <laughs> I agree. I'd be um, looking looking to the fringes, following the alt games tag on Twitter and downloading as many little fragments of games as I can and using those uh, when times get more time-pressured uh, to remind you of the things that you miss rather than or, some, turn the hobby into something you loathe or start exploring games that you'll be able to play with your child for example I don't, I don't know what they are I don't have a child I'm just assuming there must be some out there <laughs> there, Maybe, there are definitely children out there you know that you know the Wii U is for like families and children and stuff is that because you could use a baby in place of a Wiimote One Life Left does not encourage you to shake your baby it's, <laughs> it's just not a good idea don't do that uh, Kerry, I've um, uh, sorry. As, as mentioned, we're reading them off our phones. And um, if a text comes in about anybody, um, <laughs> one of Anne's friends, then uh, coincidence, uh, you've got a letter as well. I have. Uh, hello, team, and possible super special guest. Straight to the point. I'm royally fed up with all this talking in RPGs lately. Where have all of the RPGs gone? Where you just get to upgrade your stuff and wander about killing dragons and things. Having enjoyed Steve's tales of Kelly Clarksoning, Kelly Clarksoning, God, I can't do it. Kelly Clarksoning his way around Skyrim, and Anne being the undisputed chim- champion of going around. I'm hoping you guys will be able to suggest an RPG that I can sink my teeth into without having to spend my evenings reading yet more lines of dialogue, or picking flowers, or skinning sheep. I think I'm essentially looking for Dungeon Master on the Atari ST, but with a thousand percent more graphics. <laughs> Love the show. Keep up the good work. And that's from Rob Sibley. Mm. What a good question. I've not played uh, an RPG that's hooked me for a long time. Won't the next one be Fallout 4? I, I was reading about that today. I was... Um, Fallout 4 um, they put the trailer out last week and I looked at it and I thought uh, crikey no it's this week and I was sort of like crikey Fallout looks really good really realistic and then it it was a live action trailer and I got really annoyed by that Um, people keep doing that don't they that's the thing I am I've just not. I've never got into Fallout, and boy, I've tried. Mm. I got the furthest with Fallout New Vegas. I've tried started Fallout for a few times. I don't know. Um, well, it, it does look nice. It looks good, but I just wish they were doing more Skyrim. Yeah, it's not the same as having dragons, it's is not, it? No. You know, dragons. I don't know what what. Carrie, do you know any classic RPGs? I don't. And when I play RPGs, I'm 
solely into like the picking flowers kind mm. of side quests. I'm 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 there for that. You know, oh no, my hen won't lay any eggs. That's great. I can help with that. I mean, Skyrim had good gardens. There was a lot of, mm. lot of flower picking in Skyrim so as well as the dragons. That's mostly what I did as Kelly. Because we're coming up to that time again, aren't we? 11, 11, 11. Mm. Before year, that constant reminder, annual reminder that things aren't as good. Things haven't been as, as good as when it was Skyrim first came it's out. all and you talked about. What? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you very much for your letters. Please do keep them coming to... Team at OneLifeLeft.com. What are we doing now, Steve? Well, uh, you might remember a couple of weeks ago, in fact, more than that, we left a cliffhanger. Oh. <gasps> uh, game Under. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's time to find out where that's going. Previously. Yeah, yeah, previously on Game Under. All you need to know is that I discovered the truth at the heart of the games industry and messed up as usual. You might be wondering why I left my last entry on a cliffhanger. I was trying to buy myself some time. You see, I really was in a cave with the most powerful players in the games industry, and they really were wearing purple robes. And they really did tell me the truth about the conspiracy at the heart of the games industry. I even recorded it on my dictaphone. And then, well, let's roll the tape. So we have decided to tell them the truth. Which is? The true nature of the conspiracy. Somebody once told me World 1 1 is a classic. I have three lives until I am dead. I was looking kind of dumb with my tools with which to plumb and a hat with an M on my forehead. Yeah, that's right. I accidentally taped over the truth with my idea for a Marioki song based on Smash Mouth. I don't know what I was thinking. I've never been to Marioki as it would involve showing my face in public. I had the idea after I woke up in a bin having been transported out of the cave. I didn't have a pen with me. Oh well, lesson learned. Now all I have to do is make everyone in the industry forget this ever happened and see if I can become the chief exec of another major game studio. Until next time, or until I I can figure out how to recover a recording from a 20-year-old cassette tape on Game Under. This is Clam and Hero Quest. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. So, it was the GMAs last week, the Games Media Awards, the highlight of One Life Left's awards calendar. It's, 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 I mean, I, I don't think it would be an overstatement to say that getting acknowledged at the GMAs is why we do this, isn't it? <laughs> it's why we do this. Every year we wait for that acknowledgement. No. And sometimes we hope it might be followed up with a further acknowledgement at the ceremony. Um, that was not to be the case this year. <laughs> we should just play the segment from last year, we shouldn't are, we? And we, the year before. We year can before confirm that. that according to the Games Media Awards uh, educated panel, we are not the best radio show or podcast brackets in-house. in-house, in-house no. Close brackets. We are not as good as IGN UK. No, Igan. Igan. No, we are not uh, as good as that. I mean, officially now. Yeah, and that's fine. Know. Nice I, guys. I mean, we've always suspected it, haven't we? It, haven't we? I mean... I mean, you tried to verify it, didn't you, by... That's as far as I got. I was thinking about that on the way here. I was like, oh, yeah, you were going to listen to that, weren't you? But then I didn't. Yeah, well, there we go. So let's see what happens next year at the One Life Left Awards <laughs> for uh, for best radio show in house or out of house. Had a good evening. It was anyway, good fun. Guys, so nice thank to see you. lots of people. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, and sorry to everyone we ran into uh, that evening. 
Uh, we also had a good evening last Friday, didn't Did we? Wasn't yeah, it really good? Evening. Yeah, the uh, it was just really nice, wasn't it? One Life Less Marioki, which yep. Game Under just alluded to there. That's where we rewrite pop songs to be about about video games. Uh, you can follow Marioki on Twitter at Sing Marioki, uh, and we do it every third Friday at Loading. We have one more to come this year. One more event this year um, at Loading. November the 20th. November the 20th. Annoyingly. Because in December, it'll be our Christmas party. Yeah, at loading on the third Friday, I'd imagine. I imagine. <laughs> we haven't announced it yet, but if I know anything about exactly, us... Exactly, yeah. Um, I know, I'll tell you what it'll end up being. It'll be on uh, Star Wars Day, won't it? That's what we'll end up doing. Yeah. Like, is it like the 18th, 17th, 18th? Is that's, that's, last, that's like the last working Friday. So it's us against Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Pick, pick your side. Exactly. That's, that's fine. Team. And I think it's my work Christmas meal. So. Oh, well, yeah. well, last that, year I came to it having gone from my work Christmas lunch to that. Hmm. Don't remember anything about it. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> no. uh, I had a ticket. I didn't go. Yeah, Sorry. Like so many. <laughs> <laughs> last year we made those cocktails, didn't we? The one life left Christmas yeah. cocktail with uh, cranberry, yeah. cranberry and turkey. Oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> was, uh, was well, that would be a good time. Good. So but it's it's not our only mariachi. It's not. Uh, it's a week on Saturday, Friday. Friday. Week on Friday, <laughs> third Friday, second Friday <laughs> of October. All no, of the Friday. last Friday. Last of Friday. October. It's just it's it's yeah. It's Friday. Is it Spanky's? It is at Spanky's as part of uh, Nottingham Game City. <laughs> very very excited. Uh, but uh, something important to note: don't go in through the front door. Go in through the side entrance. Caps nose. We've got a special entrance. Do we? Spanky's this we have year. A doorman. Uh, apparently so. Excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. doorman. Um, and yeah, come. We're going to be doing mariachi. I think it starts. I think it starts at nine, which is nine. Asking late. for trouble. I don't know. We'll let you know. Follow mariachi on Twitter. We'll confirm it. And it'll be going on until late. We'll be singing lots and lots of new songs. Uh, we have some brilliant new ones. We'll have some ones written specifically for Nottingham, won't we, Anne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, well, okay. I guess it's time for reviews. Yeah. Should we do reviews. All right. There we go. What have you been playing, Anne? I have played uh, The Beginner's Guide. <gasps> have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why is that so shocking? Well, because it's a game that Steve and I should have played, I guess, and, and we've I not. Haven't, yeah. so. Well, let me bring you up to speed. Uh, so it's a game by uh, David Reedon, who's the guy who made The Stanley Parable with someone else. Um, and it's just him making this one. Uh, and it's um, so it's set up to be a narrative game. Where Are you, you going to spoil this? I don't. I really don't know how to, how far to go with it. I had a bit of like a. Can you go as far as it is without spoiling it? Without spoiling it. I had a bit of a breakdown about it afterwards after I finished it. Okay. Okay. So it's so it's uh, voiced uh, by Davy, and he is taking you through the games um, that his friend Coda made between the years I think it's 2008 and 2011 when he stopped making games, uh, and it uh, it's taking you through all of these little bits of games. Um, that he made and he uh, and Davey's giving you um, insight into them and thoughts on why he could have, he might have made it like this why he liked these their relationship um, and it and it goes deeper and deeper into the psyche and it and it feels a lot like games as therapy are you okay Anne? it just oh my goodness I talked about it a lot afterwards it's um do you want a hug? <laughs> no, I might save that. Um, yeah, it, it's really good, really, really interesting. Um, the reason that I'm a bit surprised that you say you want to play it is, it's well, not... I don't. Obviously, I won't like it, will no, I? You'll hate it. It's one of those games which is all. It's more, it's more, I liked her story, didn't I? It's more thinking than doing. I liked her story. Uh, yes. So you know, yeah. Open mind. <laughs> Got an open mind. And you are changing. Demonstrably, you are changing. Um, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed it. I just thought it was super, super interesting. Uh, like, it's a, it's a very gamey game. You're looking at games. You're looking at like the mechanics of games and why people make games and things and uh, why people stop making games and things like that. Um, yeah, it's just it was super, super interesting, and I, uh, I. 
enjoyed it, but I've got a lot that I want to unpack about it, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Mm, don't. We will so, get on it. Yeah, get on it, and then maybe we can spoil it for everyone else in a couple of weeks. <laughs> 7 out of 10. Cool. Uh, Simon. Yes, I've got. Um, I've got. Uh, someone's done my homework for me this week. Mm. Yes. Um, do you remember when we did the show uh, years ago? We had my niece Talia review some games for us. She did it regularly. I've been trying to get my son to uh, do some stuff for us, but he's been a bit shy. So uh, we got sent a copy of Lego Dimensions, uh, which we're looking forward to. Um, uh, I spoke about it last week, actually. My so I had some some preconceived ideas, but I thought it'd be best to get. Uh, a view from um, my son, basically. This is Dexter. Right, hello. Uh, who are you? Dexter. Uh, and what are you doing in my house? Um, I'm playing Lego Dimensions, if that's okay. <laughs> uh, we should explain. Who, who are you? What's our relationship? Um, Simon's my daddy, <laughs> and today I... And I am Dexter, his son, and today I will be reviewing Lego Dimensions. Um, so we should just very briefly explain what the, what, the, what the package contains. That's a fun pack. The main set is this. What's in it? What's in it? So you get the portal, which you need to build. Yep. And you get three figures. You get Gandalf yep. from Lord of the Rings, and you get Batman. Uh-huh from uh, whatever Lego thing and you get Wild Style from the Lego movie great okay so looks like fun shall we get on and build it yeah uh, the game uh, starts off you play it you put the disc in and uh, stuff and then it's sort of uh, the first, the early stages are you um, building it and so uh, this is um, so you have to sort of pause the game and then build it yourself this is the sound of a seven year old building Lego He didn't know I was recording. That's when one of the heads fell off the table. Uh, uh, he had a couple of observations about uh, some of the characters uh, involved. Man's not a cheerful person, is he? Why not? Um, because um, like he doesn't. He. He just, he wants to get on with stuff. <laughs> um, his, his parents were shot in front of him, of course, so, you know, I think he's got cause to be uh, yeah, because, feeling like, a little melancholy now, uh-huh. now and again. Because um, he needs, um, they, they don't want, um, Batman needs to be um, a bit um, of a <gasps> type guy, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, because, um, because, um, if, because like um, if he when he's Bruce Wayne, yeah, um, he's quite a cheerful person. That's right, and if he's money. a cheerful um, um, Batman, everyone will know he's Bruce Wayne. Good thinking. Mm, Good thinking. Right, PlayStation's uh, restarted. Let's go. Uh, and then finally, the verdict. So Dexter, we've been playing Lego Dimensions for a couple of hours now. What have we done? Um, we have built. Batman's Batmobile. Right. And we have also been playing around with Gandalf, Wardstyle and Batman. And just now we've built a Lego Tuna thing. So we built the um, Speed Racer thing. Yep. Um, and what adventures have we been having in the game then? So How did it start? Uh, so it started all like Gotham City. Yeah. Was that and, good? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it went to... Lord of the Rings? Yeah. And then to the Lego movie? Uh-huh. And then the three of those characters got flung into... No, there's more than that one character. So Batman... Yeah. No, so Robin got put in prison by an ultimate baddie. Who, are, they, are these spoilers, potentially? No. No, okay. Um, they and are. <laughs> um, they, Wildstyle, Gandalf, and Batman have been sucked through to. Um, Where did they go first? It was funny to see them somewhere different, wasn't it? Where was it? Yeah, it was. Wizard of Oz, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and what, so uh, Wizard of Oz, uh, the Yellow Brick Road. You're going to be the lion in your um, in your drama play, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it was good to see him, was it? Uh, they did that. You defeated the Wicked Witch, and now it's gone to um, a bit where we can all, all other worlds. 
Uh-huh. Like what? Um, like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Back to the Future. Yep. Lego Chima. Yeah, so we need to get some more characters, don't we? Mm-hmm. Which I think we're going to do. Which ones are we going to buy? We're going to buy Back to the Future. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Doctor Who. And Doctor Who. And Ghostbusters. We like, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and you're enjoying it, are you? How does it compare to other games you've played? Um... I think this is one of the best Lego games I've played. Really? Yeah. Wow, excellent. Why is that? Because... Um, you you played all of them, haven't you? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I'm a very good video game That's fan. That's true. Um, and <laughs> I... Yeah, this is probably going to be one of the best because um, you can buy different characters and stuff. And I like building Legos. Yeah, it's been good, isn't it? Uh, so how does it compare to Disney Infinity and Skylanders? Big question. Yeah, it's it's good, but this is probably better than them. Is because it? they I like Lego and stuff. Yeah. So. Right, excellent. Um anything bad about it so far? No. No? Cool. Um before we move on to the score that you're gonna give it out of ten, um I note that you play video games with your socks off. Why is this? I don't know, it's just a habit. Is it just a habit? Okay, do you think you're better at video games with your, with your bare feet? Yeah. Okay. Um, what score would you give this out of ten? Nine. Nine? You know that we don't give... Um, basically, our long-running joke is that we, uh, that we give every game we score seven out of ten, regardless of how good it is. Uh, so with that in mind, would you like to reconsider? No. <laughs> so what score are you going to give it? Nine. Seven. Nine. Minus two. Nine. Why? Why are you speaking German? I'm not saying no. I'm speaking <laughs> English. Right. The number. Yeah. Nine. Nine. No. Okay. Seven out of ten. Thanks, Dexter. <laughs> well, that was interesting. Oh, I thought the uh, yeah he put some on the end there. Uh, yeah. There you go. The uh, the the verdict. Better than Skylanders. It was telling, I think, that he said it's good because you can buy things for it. <laughs> yeah. Does Dexter spend his own money on this? <laughs> Not yet, no. no. Yeah. Uh, I do think we're going to be spending a lot of money on it. It's really good. It's really, really good. Is it? It's okay. really good. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well, uh, I have not really been playing any games this week. I've been playing a bit of Hoplite, because I always do. Uh, it's still a solid 7 out of 10. Um, and that's basically been it, apart from my own games. Carrie, what have you been playing? Um, I recently got a 3DS, um, so I haven't been playing anything particularly new, but that's new okay. to me. Um, I've been playing Fantasy Life. Do you know okay, that one? Yeah. That's by like Level 5, um, and they did Nino Cooney, which I loved, um, because it's just side quest heaven. So it's this again. Um, so I've been uh, a tailor, a chef, a paladin, a witch, and now I'm an angler. Wow. Um, of those, I think I enjoyed the cooking the most. I thought I'd enjoy being a witch the most, but I actually preferred being a chef. What prompted did you to get on to jump on board the 3DS train now? Um... Peer pressure at work. We love peer pressure, mm. don't we? Yeah. So, I mean, I really love. Yeah, peer I pressure. really love it. <laughs> do you like? Do you like do peer pressure? <laughs> do you? We uh, do. Go on, we do. say you do. We, do. Uh, we will like you more if you like do. peer pressure. I love it. Go okay, good. Um, oh yeah, and I want to get the new Animal Crossing. That's why I got it. It's a now. new one. There's, well, it's um, Happy Home Designer, so it's a little bit like bits of The Sims with Animal Crossing, where you're designing Ooh. houses for different animals. I'm in. Yeah. Okay, good. Exciting. Uh, what would you give um, for Fancy Game Life? A solid 7 out of 10. Okay, good. excellent. Good. Um, right, well, that's one life left. Bye. Okay, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have any other business to to A-O-B. talk about? AOB for this show. Uh, we dealt with Nottingham, we dealt, dealt with, with Marioki, we dealt with the GMAs. Um, will your have... game be out this week? Or? I'm going to publish my game this week, hopefully. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. I, let, let's say Big yes, week. it'll be out by Friday. Big out by week. Friday. Yep. So if you listen to this on Friday... Go and get it. Go and in get the, it. In the What's Google it Place, it's called Throw Exploding Cheese at Them. Yeah, what do you do in it? You throw exploding cheese at them. Excellent, right, okay. Do that, get that. Uh, Anne, when's your game coming out? Uh, let's say for Christmas 2016. Uh, you've got to have Carrie teach you first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah definitely make that happen. Yeah. Which will be exciting, won't it? It will be, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So um, how do we follow your progress and where the courses are again, Carrie? Uh, make Play Code on Twitter or makeplaycode.com. And if you go to um, the course in London, mm-hmm. you'll be able to learn 
be taught by you learning with Anne. Yes. Magical. <laughs> Magical. Truly a celebrity experience. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Carrie. Uh, and we will all be back next week. Yes. We will. Yeah. We will. Brilliant. See you then. Okay, see you then. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.